We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. Uh, Yes, I am an idiot. You heard that in the open. (laughs) We have another story today that will underline an exclamation point. That very fact. Uh, hey, welcome to Maggie and Perloff. So glad to have you. It is Wednesday. We've got a big, big show. So let's waste no time, Perloff, because I don't understand what Aaron Rodgers is doing or trying to do. This, to me, was the worst possible lane he could have picked, which was on Pat McAfee's show yesterday, basically trying to motivate by fear, mm-hmm. by telling guys who mm-hmm. are making mental mistakes, you're going to get benched. We yeah. had so many just mental errors and mistakes it's just it's not the kind of football we're used to playing you know guys who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing gotta start cutting some reps and maybe guys who aren't playing give them a chance wow maggie to make an omelet you have to break some eggs and that (laughs) was aaron Rodgers is making a football winning omelet here (laughs) yeah he's making a western omelet okay normally (laughs) i have cheese in it i understand this is not what you want your franchise quarterback doing calling out his teammates on a podcast but this is such a desperate time for Green Bay. They're three and four, and they're about to face the wagon that is the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm sure he's tried in-house. You don't think he's tried in-house? We're already seven weeks into the season. I'm sure he's tried everything. He has no choice, it feels like, and he's just trying something. It's a, it's a Hail Mary, a desperation move. But what does he have to lose with Green Bay right now? Oh, my gosh, so much more to lose here. I mean, you look so bad when you do something like this. First of all, when the team is making mental mistakes, it's really on the coaching staff who should probably be cleaning that up. And maybe Rodgers is an extension of the coaching staff because he's so veteran. But that's something that has to be worked on in practice and in the moment. That's not something you Tuesday morning quarterback, hey, by the way, we're making mental mistakes all over the place. That's something that you fix and address to me in the moment. And in the moment means behind closed doors. We get upset sometimes. Some people do, some people don't. When guys show each other up, right? Like during a game, are you a bad body language? It's not supposed to be like that during a game. This is 10 times worse <laughs> because you're going on McAfee show. You're not even, you're not naming names. You're just generally calling out everyone on the offense. Well, to be fair, Aaron Rodgers does call out everybody during the game too. Lip readers have heard him say, <laughs> yes. what the bleep was that call? Yeah, what are we doing here? <laughs> What are we doing here? Uh, why do you say it's the coach's fault when players do dumb things? I, I don't know that that's a steadfast rule because some players just do dumb things. It, it, I But 20% is yeah. he saying. 20% yeah. of the mistakes are mental errors. I'm hearing the young players on this team are not practicing hard during the week. That's and, what I'm hearing from Aaron Rodgers. And you don't think that's a coaching issue? Of course. It, no, I, don't, I think that maybe 
this is the players. Why, why are you blaming the coaches and not the players? Yeah, I think it's the players' fault. You get to the NFL, you better be ready to work. You better be all in. You better take notes when Aaron Rodgers speaks. <laughs> Speaking, we what know I'm that. hearing is these guys are not serious professionals yet. So you're right. The coaches should be calling them out. But what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers calling them out as well? If that's true, if they're really not acting professionally, I get it. I mean, listen, we've all worked with knuckleheads. I'm looking at the other side of the glass. <laughs> Sometimes you just need some tough love. <laughs> Yeah. But you, I, but you don't go on Dan Patrick's show to call out Samter and Stu. You would never do that because that would be so weak. Yeah, yeah it just mean, does it like on our show every pod- day. Yeah, it would be a random podcast <laughs> somewhere that doesn't have many listeners. I mean, yeah, I may or may not have done that two weeks ago. <laughs> but I, I do think that Aaron Rodgers is, has every right to do this because he's a $50 million quarterback. He's the leader of the team. Nobody cares that the Packers are losing. Nobody cares that Romeo Dobbs is losing or Quay Walker or whoever these young guys they have are. This is on Aaron Rodgers. 100% of the way we view the Packers is Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so in the last two weeks, he has pleaded to simplify the offense and then claimed mental mistakes. Yes, it's about guys getting serious, getting focused, whatever that is, but it's also, this is a call out of the coaching staff. Mm. This is 100% a call out of the coaching staff because he's saying it's too intricate. You're not running the right kind of we're running plays that are too complicated for the personnel we have or not right for the personnel we have. And then also saying like guys can't execute it at the same time. I mean, he took out everybody here and now like you walk back into practice and what happens if guys don't clean up the mental mistakes? Because now you've put it out there publicly that basically, like, you think the team is either dumb or lazy. So if it doesn't clean up, if you don't see an improvement, by the way, Sports 101, you usually don't do something like this when you're about to play a team that's much better than you. You do this when you play a team that's going to be much worse than you so you think you can win. No, I think this was the time to do it. I think he had to really throw a fastball with the Bills coming in. They, If they played the way they played against the Commanders and the Jets, they would get run off the field against the Bills. Okay. I think this is why he did it now. Right, because I think also because like he doesn't want to feel the embarrassment of getting of getting shellacked on yeah. Sunday night, right? But you never know what's going to happen in the game. But I think that's he doesn't want to feel the embarrassment of that. I mean, I, I just you throw this out there, and what if it looks exactly the same Sunday night against the Bills? That means your message has fallen flat. So and where do you go from there? It doesn't. I mean, first of all, who cares where you go from there? It's already bad enough. You you go to three and five, and you lose by forty points to the Bills. I don't think Aaron Rodgers cares about anybody's feelings or anybody's relationships there. He's at the end. He has to win football games. That's all that matters. That's the only thing. So he's trying to find some way to do that. Wait a minute. He doesn't care about relationships and feelings. Is is, is the ayahuasca worn off? What happened yeah. to the unconditional love that we were talking about? <laughs> that was all crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just go find yourself a shaman in Peru somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're three Ayahu- and four, and it's, re- it's getting real. Ayahuasca works when you follow the blocking scheme correctly. <laughs> <laughs> if you let some guy come right in and sack Aaron Rodgers, there's no drug on earth that's going to save you. <laughs> you're probably right about that. There's nothing potent enough. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we look back at the offseason when we were breaking down this new age hippie Aaron Rodgers. Is, was any of that real? Well, the unconditional love part of it, I don't, is this how you treat people that you unconditionally love? Yes. Basically call them out in the media and... <laughs> Well, I mean, we all have families, and we've all called them out in front of everybody. And <laughs> yeah, and how is it when you come home? Not awesome. So, like, I, I just think he's a, I think he's made a big mistake here. I think that it further separates him from the rest of the team. You know, that's one thing about leaders and these veterans. Like, this is the trick you have to pull off. 
You have to be the superstar. You're paid like the superstar. We mm. all know you're not one of 53, but to everyone in the locker room, you have to appear as one of 53. Okay. This is what the Patriots did mm. with Tom Brady all the time. Belichick used to criticize him more than anyone to prove a point and send a message to the locker room. No one's above getting coached hard. Yeah, yeah. The guy who's spending, when everyone else is OTAs, he's in the Bahamas yeah, with... Well. <laughs> With Miles Teller, his Hollywood girlfriend, who he dumps for Blue, the internet uh, influencer witch. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's one, one of the guys. Yeah. He's the same as the left guard. The same, same influencer witch. <laughs> An influencer witch. That's my old job. Um, I think that I've changed careers. I think that... Um, I, I understand what you're saying, but that's the trick that you got to pull on everybody. Yeah, yeah. Is you got to be one of the guys, even when you're Aaron Rodgers. That ship is so sailed in this case. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady for the first time this year has not even tried to pretend he's one of the guys. Yes, Brady can no longer hide that. Yeah, yeah. Now it feels like Rodgers is going to that that next step. And I like what you said in the beginning. He's kind of like the third coach or the second coach the in this 53rd case. Fifty-third coach. How many coaches are? Well, there now? let's see. I don't know. He lost Getzey and he lost Nathaniel Hackett. Now yeah. Getzey is uh, won a game with Chicago, so yeah. he's on the way up. So now somebody's got to motivate Lafleur. Is what forty years old or something? I feel like this doesn't look good for Matt Lafleur. Right? No. It looks like he's not the leader, but. I get what Aaron Rodgers is doing. There's just this is desperation time. He's got to do something. This is his last chance because if they lose this season, how many more does he have? Uh, I mean, definitely one. But I don't know how much the team's going to change over from yeah. this year even to next year. I mean, guys will get more seasoned and stuff like that. But I mean, this is where you and I just don't see it the same. You think this is fine? It's an act of a desperate man for sure. But to call out his team publicly, you don't see anything wrong with it. I do. I do not think that this is the way to get things done. The motivation by fear, the fact that you're going to put all your dirty laundry out, it's it's distractions. That's what it is. Because now, what does the media go and do? And by the way, doing their job because Rodgers mm. put it out there, which is go to basically every person in that locker room. Do you think Aaron was talking about you? Do you think Aaron was talking yeah. about you? What do you think about the mental mistakes? Maybe not the defensive side. Aaron seemed to be calling out the offensive guys, but no one's going to be spared. That's good. Everyone's going to have to answer for this. That's good. They um, should answer for it. And you know what? I hate to say this because I know you're a diehard Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah. I would be more nervous now because Aaron Rodgers did this than I would have been before. Mm -hmm. I never even considered the option that the Packers were going to make noise in this game. Don't you think it's possible this galvanizes a team and everyone's fired up, even if they're fired up out of spite towards Aaron Rodgers? they like him. Oh, you think even in spite of I I think they're more likely to cut down on mental mistakes. I'd be surprised if they came out there and screwed up 20% of the plays again. I, I think that, yes, I understand everything you're saying. This is not ideal, but... I think this is going to sharpen them in some bizarre way. And if they lose by 20 points, which I don't know if they're going to do. I, anyone can Huge beat spread. anyone. Huge spread. I mean, we see these upsets happen all the time. Hell, Carolina Panthers just beat yeah. the Bucks. I mean, this stuff happens all the time. But let's just say that they lose and they lose by two touchdowns. Yeah. It just got so much worse. Like, no, there's nothing worse than being three and five. It does not matter. The record is all that matters in this case. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, what side are you on? Are you with Perloff? This was a good thing. Rogers is desperate. He had to call them out. Are you with me? You got to keep this in-house. You can't let it get out. It's a distraction now, and it's ultimately going to make things worse if the mental mistakes continue. Not to mention the fact you basically just threw the entire coaching staff under the bus. 855-212-4CBS. All right, we've got that on the table for you. So call us up. Get it on the horn early and often. Also, Russell Wilson, a man like none other.
<laughs> He's a little like Aaron Rodgers, actually. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the latest uh, Russell's trip to London. We've got the details in just a moment. You're listening to Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Debating a little, Aaron Rodgers, are you okay with him calling out his team on the Pat McAfee podcast? Oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be so much better than Tom Brady in the booth. He's already a content machine. <laughs> if he's going to call out his own team, wait till he gets in the booth and starts calling out other teams, it's going to be glorious, so, Maggie. The one thing, though, about broadcasting is you've got to sort of be quick with your analysis, you know, because the next play is going to happen because, it's you know, you're doing a live game and it's not baseball where you have time to sort of tell stories like Vince Scully and stuff like that. you got to be in and out. You think Aaron Rodgers can get in and out with these philosophical answers? I, I doubt it. I think he'll ignore the play-by-play. I don't think he'll even be paying attention to what's happening <laughs> on the field. And he'll just wonder, huh, can I get a snarky line in here? I think he's going to be great. I mean, yeah, It's like, we haven't heard from Ian Eagle in 30 minutes. He's much more interesting than Tom Brady as an interview. Now, that doesn't always translate, does it? Because Tony Romo was famously boring as an interview. Yeah. And then he's a wild man in the booth. <laughs> but awesome. I, I think Aaron Rodgers <laughs> wild will, man. looks like he's set up to be the number one pick. You think Aaron Rodgers will be flying around the country to do like, yeah. to go back what to Chicago re- to a Bears game? What I do retired football it. players have to do? What's he? He's not going to just chill out in L.A. Of Meditation gonna, retreat. I could see him owning one. Would you, know? you have thought Tom Brady, of all people, was going to fly around and go do a Jags game? Come no, on. but Tom Brady, they offered him an amount of money that's so obscene that you couldn't say no. Yeah, but Rogers is probably going to get up. the same? I think he'll get close. And you know who another guy who I think will be a great announcer? Russell Wilson. Wilson has a shot. He's good. If he wants to be... I remember on the Manning cast, we talked about this. He was actually really, really good. I know. The problem is, though, that sometimes Russ can feel a little robotic. He was pretty relaxed yeah. in the Manning cast, but he can be a little robotic. <laughs> but in the booth, is, the booth is going to be different. I, I think that he is, he is obviously really good at football, knowing what's happening, except in Denver. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I think Russell Wilson, as weird as he is right now, could be actually a great broadcaster. Okay, so the latest with Russell Wilson. Obviously, the Broncos landed in London today. And he met the media. Before we get to that, and we've got sound and maybe a new motto or whatever, maybe Let's Ride might be over. We might have something new now. It's all very gray. But Let's ride. The, that might be RIP. The story, which I first saw from a beat reporter who covers the Broncos, and then it kind of is now everywhere. Apparently on the plane over, while everyone else slept, Russell Wilson mm-hmm. did four hours of stretching and like calisthenics. High leg raises. Yep. 
on the flight, like in the aisles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Everyone else is sleeping. He is superior to his teammates, and he's working out and stretching, and he's making that clear to everybody. <laughs> yeah. What's the problem? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> this is like the person who you constantly are running into. They're always on their way to the gym. It's like, are you even going to the gym? You just look like you're going to the gym. I don't. Russell, it's see, you're right about the superiority thing. I think he's doing it to prove a point. But here's here's where I'm at with this. Yeah. Do we think it's actually going to help? No, of course not. Okay, so then stop with the act. No, you cannot stop, Maggie. This isn't, uh, it, it's impossible. Nothing could stop the Russell Wilson juggernaut. He's going to be weird, <laughs> and he's not going to stop being weird no matter what we say or do. No. Here comes the airplane. So, Thank you. <laughs> so I think that this is way over the top because we've eye-rolled about Russell Wilson. It, obviously, this is over the top. However, I do need to defend Russ at the same time. And I, forgive me if it seems like I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth here. But it's only because Russell Wilson has had some embarrassing things leading up to this that now this is just like the cherry on top. Yeah. If this was Kobe Bryant, we'd all be like, it's true. what a competitive mamba mentality. <laughs> the guy doesn't even sleep. He's in a dark room just watching film 24 hours a day. Like, there are certain guys, when we hear this type of stuff, the myth only grows and grows and grows. Russ used to be like that with this incredible work ethic. But now that it's not working, where he's not playing well, now we think he's just a hack. Look at me. I'm just trying to be superior. So I do want to be fair to him in that sense. Well, I yeah. mean, he's doing this without the cameras or without us there. So, like, you can say that it's, you know, he wasn't looking for any attention. Someone just reported on it. But, like, there's the difference between, like, staying late or coming early and, you know, doing film study all hours of the night and then doing calisthenics in the in the aisle of your airplane. Like, there's a difference between weirdness levels. Like, there's weird <laughs> and then there's, like, creepy weird. Yeah, that's a little While creepy. While guys sleep, you're stretching in the aisle? Like, that's weird. Also, who stretches for four hours and does this? It's like a yoga class is 45 minutes. I'm so ready to get out of there by the end, the four times I've done yoga. But <laughs> the other part is, so just like, and forgive me for nerding out here for a second on sports, but what has every professional athlete been telling us from Tom Brady to LeBron James? The most important thing nowadays is sleep. This whole staying (laughs) up all the time, that's like 1980s. That's like when they didn't give you guys, give the guys water or practices, like make them, toughen them up. So you're calling out Russ's exercise science here? Dude, I mean, it's just all wrong. This is so not of 2022. You got to sleep. That's the real recovery. First of all, I, if Russ is like me, he cannot sleep on a plane. I hate sleeping on planes. And you know the the science of sleeping on a plane. Every one hour of sleep on a plane equals minus two hours <laughs> of real yeah. sleep. You feel more tired after you sleep on a plane. It's impossible. I mean, they probably have a nice plane. It's hard to sleep on a plane. Okay, you're like six foot. Six foot four. You're six foot four. And I mean, I'm sure you'd fly in first class sometimes, but for them primarily, you're flying a coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> By sometimes, you mean never? I no, mean, I think I've snuck into first class once no, on a flight you're... to, like, Columbia, South Carolina or something, no, but, but no. You're in coach all the time, yeah. just like me, right? All the time. All the time. Of course your sleep sucks. We're packed in, like, sardine can, sardines back there. Russell Wilson has got the full layout bed that you walk by and I evil-eye people because you're jealous that they get the cool, you know... 
extra leg room. Yeah, that yeah. No, they go flat now. Yeah. Like it's a straight up bed that you get. So you do you think those people actually sleep well? I've always wondered that because I've heard them complain too. It's not that easy. No, you and I have like somebody yeah. like basically coughing all over you. You're fighting them <laughs> yeah. for the armrest. Like it's a nightmare. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or you like a zoo. You're in the middle and you desperately have to go to the bathroom, but the person is <laughs> unconscious next to you and yeah. you have to wake them up for like the third time. Anyway, I won't get into that. But no, yeah. I think uh, first of all, the weirdest thing Ross ever did was say that. He he set alarm for 3 a.m. to rehab his broken finger. That was insane. Again, this is not that insane. Again, going against the sleep science. Like yeah. how, Tom Brady says he goes to bed at like 9 p.m. every night. Yeah, LeBron yeah. says he sleeps 12 hours like a toddler. Sleeps 12 hours a day. J.J. I, Watt takes four naps a day. Yeah, I, I know. Well, first of all, none of this has anything to do with what's actually going on here. Russell can't see the field at all. I don't care what, he, <laughs> what his yeah. exercise thing is doing. Yeah. But you have a great point. If Russell was winning, okay, they lost the first game, 17-16. Nathaniel Hackett screwed up the end of the game against the Seahawks, Russell's former team. Then they lost, lost to the Raiders, what they legitimately lost. They lost an overtime game to the Colts, which was unbelievable. Baffling. And then they lost. That was at home. Right. They lost in overtime to the Chargers on the muff punt. Then Russ got hurt. They lost last week to the Jets in a low-scoring game. They could be, if they were 4-3 and three right now, would we be killing Russ for this? Ifs and buts, man. I mean, uh, he's just not playing well. And he's so, definitely not. And so the whole sort of watching it all crumble and crater and, like, you know, the injuries they've had. Maybe Melvin Gordon is not happy, but then he kind of put that to rest. Maybe Jerry Judy's on the trade block. Maybe Bradley yeah. Chubb's on the trade block. Like all of this stuff swirling around. The last team, this team, the last thing this team needed was like a Russell Wilson well, hero moment on the plane. Yeah, but don't don't excuse Melvin Ingram. The only reason they lost the Raiders, Melvin is, Gordon. Melvin Gordon writes. Well, Melvin Ingram, <laughs> right? Uh, the only <laughs> they reason. Could use him. Yeah, the only reason, his fumble killed them against the Raiders. I mean, all these guys, and Jerry Judy, I think there's a reason on the trade. he's on the trade block. I don't think he runs the right routes. I I cannot prove this by looking at the All-22, but the fact that the ball hits him in the back of the jersey about three times a game, something's off there. If I'm the Broncos, I say, go ahead. Do you think that they're going to do a whole fire sale, by the way? If, if... Actually, let's go even a step further. If they lose in embarrassing fashion to the Jags, and they don't seem to know how to lose in any other way... Who's on the plane home? Yeah, I, I'm not sure about Hackett. I saw a report from uh, ESPN that said mm. that, you know, there's there's thoughts in league circles that if Hackett loses this game that he might not be coming back. Uh, well, he's not going to be the coach anymore. They'll fire him after the London game. To me, that's a – listen, Hackett hasn't shown that he's ready for this job. However, you're going to fire someone after the London game? I mean, the weirdest stuff happens in these games. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're basically – they're practicing now at – a school in London called the Harrow School, Perloff. It's going to run you about 15,000 euros if you want to go there. Can someone do the math on that for me? Is that like $500 million something? I'm not so good with the conversion <laughs> I'm not rate. not sure about that. But this is basically like they're, they're practicing like at the, where Harry Potter was. I mean, nothing about this is normal. Every London game is weird. You got Doug Peterson saying he thinks this is a good thing for the Jags to be going to London. I mean, you talk about desperate. I know you hate fantasy, but you know where Harry Potter went to school, right? 
Hogwarts. Wow. <laughs> yes. Right. Did I get that? You yes. got it. That's yeah, yeah. impressive. Well, I mean, I'm, where... a, I'm a person in this society. You I said... haven't read the books, but I live here. <laughs> you said where Harry Potter went. I went into a brief panic. This there were like Hogwarts. six question marks at the end of your answer. Yeah, yeah. Hogwarts? Hogwarts? <laughs> but by the way, just for the record, the euro and the dollar are basically even at this point. So 15,000 euros is $15,119.25. All right. Wow. That's nothing. That, that... Yeah, they're basically <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. 15 grand for school. For one year of high school. It's a all boys school that was founded in 1572 by a local landowner and farmer under the Royal Charter of Queen Elizabeth the First. There you go. Yeah. By the way, okay. That's what they're practicing. This is uh the whole conversation about the Parkinson's. Perloff's worried that he's flying coach. No. Sure. You you uh you can't ignore this team is so injured. I mean, it's crazy injured. They it all started when they lost Tim Patrick, who was their best receiver by far. Then their star left tackle, Garrett Bowles, goes out. Uh, Randy Gregory yeah, was playing awesome. tackle, who's a, pen, a, yeah, a holding walking machine. holding penalty. He was an yeah. all-pro, though. I mean, he's he's got a lot of accolades. Randy Gregory went out. Cameron Fleming is out now. Javante Williams is Baron Browning's been their best player, and he's now probably not going to play on Sunday. This is a disaster. This is one of those years. Cannot use it as excuse. Why? Other because, teams use it as an excuse. <laughs> no, we can't use it for anybody as an excuse. I think the only time you can use an injury as an excuse is when the quarterback goes okay. out. Because... If you want to say that the you know that the Broncos are down a man, I'd say then how is Brian Dayball doing what he's doing in New York? I mean, I, I just well, why? well, because I think that you Barkley? see a very you see a very specific difference in what those two teams are doing. Daniel Jones runs every single play. Yeah. Russell Wilson absolutely will not run. Well, he doesn't think he, he has can the ability to he, do. Yeah, it. but he's not doing it. In fact, they'd probably be four and three if he had started taking off like Daniel Jones. But I'm not sure I totally agree about the injury thing. Look at the Bucks ravens game. Nobody, basically nobody's suiting up. For every Thursday night game last week, I, I think... The quarterbacks are, though. The, it doesn't matter, though. Like, look what it's around Brady next uh, uh, against Baltimore. Nothing. Everybody's out. They're just sitting the entire team for Thursday night. These guys can't get healthy by Thursday night. So I know you're saying, in theory, there's no excuses. But in reality, this Broncos team is decimated. And it doesn't look like Russell Wilson is healthy either. Now, can we use that excuse? Are you no, gonna give, you're not going to give any any leeway to Russell Wilson. No, because when you're doing high leg kicks over Greenland somewhere, then you throw all your excuses out the window. I, I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that is a sentence I never thought I would hear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to put in, and now, do we have the sound actually from Russell? Let's play the sound from Russell now. Before we play this, this is sound from London from this morning. Um, there might be a jackhammer going on in the background, so we apologize for that. Like, be better, Broncos. But here's Russell Wilson. I'm excited to get rolling. We had a good practice today. The guys have been focused. We had a great team dinner last night. Got really bonded, connected. We're ready to rock. Could you play with any limitations? Second. Could you play right now without any limitations? Or yeah, so I feel great. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to rock. So wait. Are you telling me Let's Ride is dead? Yeah, first of all, like whoever was banging, can we stop yeah. the hammering? Yeah. But, uh... Is Let's Ride dead? Has it been Broncos replaced country, by... Let's Ride. I mean, Broncos Country Let's Ride is one of the biggest fails since, like, Crystal Clear Coke. I, I don't know, or whatever that was. This is an old reference. <laughs> Coke's Coke, right Coke, No, Crystal Clear Pepsi. What? It, don't you remember Clear Pepsi? No? What? Stu's too young for this. No. My, there Sam was a Clear Pepsi? I'm so sorry. I, don't, yeah, I actually very don't. very weird. It, it tastes, well, Pepsi's gross to begin with, but like. Well, uh, unless they're a future sponsor yeah. of the it show. It was actually case, clear, yeah, like you. water, clear? It was clear like Sprite. Ah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, 
Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride. Was a terrible, it just didn't work. So now he's got to rebrand. This is totally normal. You go to a different country, yeah. you regroup, rebrand, come back to the United States, and then you got your new thing here. Ready let's ready to rock. That's the worst. That's even worse than Broncos country. Let's ride. I'm ready to rock. Ready to rock. What is this, an 80s hair band? That doesn't even fit. Yeah. Hello, Russell Cleveland. Wilson. Russell Wilson is specifically not ready to rock, by the way. <laughs> I've never seen anyone less ready to rock than Russell's. Aaron Rodgers, He, I can see him rocking out, not Russell Wilson. No, ready to rock. Do you notice Rodgers cut his hair, though? Yeah, Different haircut. True. No, let's, ready, uh, we're ready to rock. Ready to rock. So much better than Broncos Country. Let's no, ride. no, no. Oh, let's I. Ride. Oh, come Broncos on. Country. Let's ride. That's funny. It's Broncos funny. Country. Let's ride. What was the one that he had? What What was the thing for the Seahawks? Go, Go Hawks. Hawks. Go Hawks. Yeah, I, I think Let's Ride is better than I'm Ready to Rock. It was. Ready to rock. He's not going to say that at the end of every press conference. There's no team in it. <laughs> I think he should because we got to bury Let's Ride. It's got to be burned and buried. It's it, just throw it into the ocean. Well, Russell Wilson, for all his faults, always does at least try to play lip service to the team. He'll be like, yeah, I'm frustrated because the front office can't get me anyone to block. We never call pass play on the first down. I'm just sick of being here. Go Hawks. <laughs> That's total Russ Wilson. Team first. Yeah, there's no, yeah, it's like, I hate this place. I hate the coaching staff. I told my agent to ask for a trade to these four specific cities. Yeah, team. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's like, I just booked the first flight out of here, but everybody, keep the faith. That's like a politician. You know, Russ is a politician. Yeah. I'm ready to rock is not cutting it. We'll see. I would, I'm going to laugh so hard if he says it at the end of the game. I'm going to rejoice because that will mean <laughs> that we just no longer have to hear Broncos country. Let's rock. But you can't say Let's I'm ready rock. to rock after a game. That makes no sense. <laughs> hey, Russ, why did you throw three interceptions and cost the game against the Jaguars? <laughs> ready, to rock. ready to rock. No, you're like, uh, <laughs> next week, I'm ready to rock. <laughs> ready to rock. This is a tough spot for Russ. He's asked, <laughs> as you said, doing high <laughs> leg kicks over maybe, Greenland. Maybe stretch for a couple more hours, bud. You know, everyone always says yoga fixes everything. So maybe this is a, this is going to be a new rust. Are you a yoga person? Oh my God. I can't even touch my toes. No, I'm a guy who people say you need yoga. <laughs> are you, like, is people anyone like stop here? you on the street? Yeah. Like you, sir, you could benefit from some yoga. Are you a yoga person? No, but like most women in this country, I think I tried at one point. I was like, yeah, this is going to help. And I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I, I can't sit there with my thoughts for that long. I don't. I am willing to bet fifteen thousand euros that the two guys <laughs> on the other side of the glass, Stu and Samter, are not yoga guys. I don't think you guys are either. Done it a few times. That maybe two or three. I times. know. See, Stu's yeah. younger. See, it's like part yeah. of the curriculum now. My kid's a, is three, and he can do yoga poses. They wow. teach him yeah, in yeah. school. He can do downward dog, yeah, one yeah. leg up, the other leg up. Oh, it's not fair. My kids. We were playing dodgeball were... and stuff. Yeah, my kids can do anything. Like, they're so flexible. It's ridiculous. <laughs> By the way, Ak, I'll bet even twice that, Ak has never done yoga. If Ak has done, gone to a yoga class. I've always wanted to. Oh, my God. I haven't, but I've always wanted to. You know, New York City, tough to find a yoga class right no, here. But, you know, every, kinda, every half a block. I, I, have, I have to admit, I'm a little, I need I need the courage. I need I need a yoga buddy to kind of, to go. I need a wingman. I relate to it because I I could just see myself slithering out of there after going, I I, I can't do this. I I relate to act. The learning curves intimidates me. Like, I don't want to be in there with all these people who are human pretzels and and I'm like reaching to try and get my toes and failing. So the worst mistake I think you can make when you go to a yoga class at first, right? Act, this is free advice for you or anybody might be out there listening. If you think you want to do yoga. Take very clear note of where the mirrors are in the room. 
because no matter who you are and what you look like or what you think you look like, if you have a mirror behind you and you bend over and you get a look at what you look like in the mirror, (laughs) your butt, it's not good. It's a wake-up call. It's just like, oh, man, what's going on there? It's terrible. So make sure you're not in the back of the class if the mirrors are in the back is what what I'm saying. You'll downward dog and you will gasp. My biggest question is, though, how exactly do you you get started? Because you go to a class and and people are already – they're already going. They've done it. You know, you just need like – Just I I, I need that that class that's first-time yoga people only. Yeah, beginner yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How do you do that? Uh, take a time machine back to 2004, <laughs> I think, is when it started to get. Maybe a private class. Maybe there you, you go. get. Oh, I got an idea. I I know some people who know yoga instructors. Why don't we get one for the show? Get a yoga. Do, yoga. do a show yoga? Show yoga. There you go. Who do you think was going to be best at it? We're, we're all assuming you, Maggie. I, I, but I haven't done a yoga class in probably 10 years. Did you guys ever have to do the sit and reach test in high school? Yes. Right? There's like that little box that has the ruler. Yeah. yeah. So I was always in the. 0.5 percentile or below. So I was to the point where I couldn't even touch my knees, let alone touch the ruler, <laughs> let alone touch wow. the zero, let alone touch my toes. So I was mm. in the worst percentile ever. I will lose this with flying colors. <laughs> I am by far the least flexible human being on this planet. Wait, is that the presidential yes. fitness yes. where you had to try and do pull-ups yes. in front yeah. of your class? Yeah. I, think, I was good at everything else except sit and reach. I was the zero percentile. Yeah, I who dreaded. came up with that? I was like Arnold Schwarzenegger had, yeah. had his anybody, prints on that. Did anybody get any pull-ups? Because in third grade, no. the last thing I could do was a pull-up. No. I was great because I was always light. So, so I, you could do them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was fine on the pull-ups. I was fine on the mile and the 100-yard dash and all that stuff. Did you have to climb a rope at some point? Did oh, we yeah. We did that. Yeah. I remember the rope. I never had to do that. Yeah. Not the rope. I remember the mile. Kids would just be dying oh, after that. mile? I don't like, remember Kids that. would just be passed out. <laughs> like, like they just went through like a marathon There's always the two kids who walked the mile. They're like, forget it. I'm not even trying. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, quickly, let's go to Jim. He's in South Carolina. Wants to get in on uh, the sleeping on the plane situation. Jim, what's happening? Hey, guys. First of all, I'm a Broncos fan, and it's absolutely humiliating what we're going through this year. But your airplane story. So I work for a company that I was able to fly overseas. Okay. And it's this little country called Japan. I won't tell you the name of the company, right? Okay. But we flew business class, right? And this is all be 20 years ago when we did this. And it was like a sofa bed on there, right? See? Now, it was a 13-hour flight, and you were pretty tired when you got up. It was still a long flight. But it was real nice. See? Jim's talking. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. And that sounds like a kind of a cool job, actually, take you to Japan. That's fun. But he's saying 20 mm. years ago, business class was like, uh, you know, it was like a comfortable lounge. Yeah, I I honestly have rarely flown in first class, so I don't know. Yeah. I'd love to. But the other thing, too, some people just drug themselves out and, you know, take Xanax. You knock that, themselves out. But I don't think you, you get great sleep doing that either. Uh, I don't know. I'm generally not that person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a glass of wine at the most. Okesn't Okay. Doesn't, right. doesn't have the same effect as the potent drugs, <laughs> but a glass of wine usually will do the trick. All right. No Xanax? No, I'm a red-eye person. I take the red-eye. And do you sleep on that? I do. Oh, the worst. When you're a red eye, you finally get to sleep. It's like one in the morning. And then you land at three o'clock. They lift up the curtain. You've got an hour and oh. 42 minutes of sleep. You I, haven't I, lived since you've gotten off a plane at 5.30 a.m. at JFK I used Airport. to love the red eye, but now when I get in a plane, there's all the great like direct TV and free movies. I want to watch a movie. So like I'm like, ah. Oh. Plan to sleep, and then I end up watching a movie, and then 4 o'clock rolls around. I'm like, crap, I haven't I slept. All of a sudden, <laughs> four Harry Potters later, 
and Sanford's back. <laughs> um, okay. Good call uh, back to Harry Potter. Thank by you. The way. Uh, Rich Ackerman is here with a CBS Sports update. Coming up next, which former star is claiming they got handed $150,000 in a duffel bag? We'll get to that story in just a moment. Here's that CBS Sports update with Rich. It's time to ask the pros where you guys get to ask us a question. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later in the show. We might answer your question. You are listening to Maggie and Perloff here on CBS Sports Radio or on CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158 and the free Odyssey app. All right, let's play one of our favorite games around here, which is Do You Believe It? And this one's a real mixed bag. But I love this. <laughs> Let's start off with someone who I haven't even thought of in quite a long time, to be perfectly honest with everyone. I haven't thought about former USC running back Lendell White in a while. Just <laughs> hadn't crossed my mind. He was on, where's the sound from? It was, oh, Bustle with the Boys podcast. And he laid out just sort of a common occurrence that would happen when he was in college. I don't really know what a booster or a coach is. All I know is that I had a nice house or a nice apartment, and when I went in there, like, I know that there was somebody left something behind. I don't know if it was for me or not, but I never told anybody that they left it there, and I kept it. So. What's the most amount of money you've seen left somewhere that you, you know? Maybe about a hundred we talking. We talking. We want them weekend numbers, oh, this man. Is, this is all just cash. Rubber bands. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do I believe it? Hell yeah, I do. Wait, I mean, 150K is a lot, but I believe cash in rubber bands left at his apartment 100%. I almost think that that is light for USC when they were the <laughs> biggest pro team yep. in LA in yep. the early 2000s. Remember how glamorous that was yep. when him and Reggie Bush and Lyda were there? So yeah, at least 150. And by the way, I, I, can I be Mr. Moral High Ground here? Um, sure. No? So that's $150,000 that he's not paying a ounce of taxes on. Oh, and, boy. Get out of here, and, Seth. Well, Seth. Dad. What do you I mean, the IRS to come after? So I get, NCAA, I get 50% Championship. of my money to the, to the IRS, and he doesn't have to give any of that 150000 which is, by the way, which is so stupid that players get paid under the table. Of course they should be getting paid over the table. Yeah. Uh, so it's almost like a worse setup now in the NIL world where you lose a chunk of that money. You know, I didn't even think about that. Of course these guys have to pay taxes on the NIL money. Uh, 100,000%. I hope that kids don't get in trouble the young men oh. and women don't get trouble in trouble for stuff like that because you they're know you're young they're absolutely going to get in trouble for that i know but, a lot of athletes do but honestly pay i don't even think nil is enough anymore they should just get paid if he's getting one hundred fifty thousand dollars with rubber bands around it these guys are pro athletes I found $150 one time, and I was really oh excited about that. Did you tell anyone, or just take and, and it? And there was, there was a dirty old rubber band next to it, so I don't know if that counts. As <laughs> Did you pick it thing. up and run? I mean, $150, bucks, someone's going someone's gonna to miss that. I'm assuming you found it on the floor. I found it in some guy's pocket yeah, right. uh, walking down the street, <laughs> yeah. and I just kind of reached in, and there it was. Well, yeah, you played high school baseball. I'm, I'll bet you, you people made offers, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Santa. Um, all five foot five of them. I'm sure he was getting hundred dollar handshakes over at Scarsdale yeah, High. Tons of offers. Uh, you pay us twenty thousand dollars every year, and you can come to our university and not <laughs> play baseball here. Thanks. It's funny. That's how it worked uh, for a lot of us. Um, I believe it though. I have a crazy story about Lendell White. One time I was interviewing Chris Johnson. Remember the former runner, CJ Titans running back. Yep, yep. Titans running back. And he came into SI to do an interview, and he had Lendell White with him. <laughs> Just hanging? Just hanging out. <laughs> and it was like it was like a Wednesday. And he's like, yeah, I came for the weekend. And it was Wednesday. So I couldn't tell if it was the last weekend or the weekend coming up. Anyway, Lendell White was there. And so we ended up doing the interview with both guys. Mm, that's 
It's a B minus story here. That it was actually, okay. I, what happened? That's okay, it. He I know. was just there. You know what? I, I was going to try to leave some of this stuff out just because it's Wait, kind of what, a bummer. Oh, what happened? He started, Chris Johnson started telling about all the concussions that he's had over his career and how he doesn't want his kids to play running back and he doesn't want, and and so it ended up in that kind of conversation. So I didn't want to bring the show down with, you know. I'll bring it right back up. Do you guys remember when Lendale White, Pete Carroll, Reggie Bush played a prank and they threw a dummy off of a To this roof? day, one of the funniest things in college football. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> weird. That all is... Those. People who get their kicks with those kind of pranks are on another level. Yeah, and Lendale White, the, the thing is, he thought it was so funny afterwards that it made it okay. He, he could not <laughs> stop laughing in the press conference. And Pete Carroll was involved? I always thought... That's the, a no-brainer. Of course Pete fashion. Carroll was involved. He's yeah. basically like, just like a, a frat boy just coaching a team. <laughs> yeah, he's a 68-year-old frat boy. Him and Lendale White have similar personas. I, I like it. Uh, all right, our next Do We Believe It? Uh, this one comes to us from... The world of baseball. Uh, NJ.com reporting that the San Francisco Giants are so all in on Aaron Judge Perloff, they will not be outbid for Aaron Judge. Do you believe the Giants will have the highest offer? Oh, do I believe? No, I do not believe they will have the highest offer. But I do believe they believe that they have this. But I always believe I have I have a simple default. If there's a bidding war, there's only one team that's going to win it. And the Texas is, Rangers. <laughs> the Rangers. No, I think if the Dodgers really want him, they'll get him. Ah. I always, I mean, I watched what was happening with Freddie Freeman and and the whole Mookie Betts situation. And, you know, if the Dodgers really want a guy, they seem to get him. Although the Padres have been stealing guys That's from true. them. So, so I don't, I think it's going to be hard. My, my point is I think it's going to be hard for the Giants to hold off the Sharks. Okay. I think that the Giants are going to come in with the highest bid. I don't know if that's going to be the final factor because like when you're dealing with bids that are going to be this high 300 north of 300 million dollars north of four probably right oh i mean what was 400 million i don't know about that but it's going to be above 300 i think when you're talking about money that big at some point you know the money's going to be there it's generational i don't know if you need to go for every last dollar when the amounts that high i think other things will come into it i think the yankees are going to tell them we're going to make you captain um, but yeah, but okay. Say, forget the Aggies for a second. What if the Giants come in and say three fifty? You're telling me that the Los Angeles Dodgers aren't going to come in at three seventy five if they. And this feels like a player they would want. Yeah, the Giants want him. Yeah, the badly. Giants. Have I think the Giants him, will have. But have the Giants ever held off? Have they ever won a big derby like this? Um, I mean, they spend a lot of money. I don't know if they've ever won a head-to-head with the Dodgers. Yeah, they've never got like like a Machado or right, a guy right. like that. I can't remember. They were in on Bryce Harper, I believe. I seem to remember that. But anyway. They got Barry Zito, but that was like 20 years ago almost now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, how'd that work out for them? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, <laughs> they've had a lot of success. It's, uh, I think when all is said and done and the dust settles, I think the Giants will have had the highest bid. Okay. I don't know if he'll be a Giant, but I think they will have had the highest bid. Uh, final one, let's play a little sound here. Do you believe it that Kevin Harlan jinxed Steph Curry at the free throw line last night? Steph Curry, he has not missed this year. Kevin, uh, why? Kevin, why? So why? He's 22. That is you, Kevin. Uh, I am so sorry. He was 22 of 22. <laughs> I'm not a dealer in superstition. Yep. Look, look at Steph. Look no, at Steph. Me. Look at Steph. That's right. He knows exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Thank so you, Mr. Stephen Curry, of calling out Kevin Harlan. That was Curry last night. Misses, obviously, had heard Harlan because it must have been, you know, probably could have hear a pin drop with him at the free throw line. And then he points right at him and is like, this is uh, this is your fault. 
I think Kevin Harlan, by the way, is the master at this. Yeah. He's always doing the he hasn't missed in you know, he's he's twenty for his last twenty. He's always doing it. I'm Especially going, field goal kicks too. Field goal kicks. That those are the <laughs> ones the that scare me the most. They all Every do time. it though. They all do it. Nance does it. Romo calls him out for it all the time. It's hilarious. They're always laughing at each other about it. It's so fun. Everyone does it. The field goal kicks are the ones that are the so most nervous. We all agree it's absolute fact that the announcer can jinx any play they want. Well, I so mean, here's definitely. my question. If you watch the video, like, I don't know if the audio was delayed on the video, but, like, he says it as the ball is in the air. He doesn't say it before he shoots or as he, the ball's in the air, and then he says he's perfect from the line as the ball is about mm. to hit yeah, the rim. Obviously, it interceded yeah. while the ball was in midair so and knocked it, it the off its trajectory. It. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Obviously, everyone knows that, Samter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, physics. Yeah. The universe works in certain ways, Mike, and yeah. that's how. It's called Ball Don't Lie, Kevin Harlan, <laughs> set him up. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Uh, coming up, which out of nowhere quarterback is playing himself into a huge payday? Perloff and I get into that next. Don't move. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.